Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 18, titled The Consultant. Uh, Yet another fantastic, fantastic episode uh, that progresses this David Robert Jones storyline perfectly, in in such a fantastic way. Uh, There's a lot to discuss in this episode, we'll get to it all in a minute, Uh, but before that, we will start off with Things That Are different I I hate that intro so much. I don't know why I do it. It's the worst. It's it's bad. It's just it's just bad. Anyway, so we got a bunch of stuff to dive into in this things that are different segment. Most of them alternate universe stuff, but I do have a big alternate timeline thing to get into. Uh, as far as alternate universes, uh, first off, black boxes do not exist in this universe. Uh, there is no, like, physical recorder on flights. It's just satellites record everything, which is minorly terrifying. <laughs> which is uh, minorly dystopic, but whatever. Uh, weirdly, badgers are pets in this universe. At, at some point, badgers got domesticated, and people now keep them as pets. Okay? That seems like a weird thing to put in there, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, sure, why not? The the Hindenburg didn't go down, and badgers are pets now. Uh, fine, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently memory foam doesn't exist in this universe, which... How horrible. And finally, the biggest, biggest, most devastating change... There is no Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes doesn't exist. No! That's, that seals it. I don't want to live in this universe. I don't. This universe is hell. This alternate universe is hell. A world in which Sherlock Holmes doesn't exist is not a world I want to be a part of. I hate, I, I hate... That there is no Sherlock Holmes. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, but that's all the alternate universe stuff. But I gotta get into the big alternate timeline thing. So, in this episode, it is revealed that the reason alternate Broyles is working for David Robert Jones is that his son is dying. Yes, the same son that Olivia, uh... Solved the kidnapping of. Back in season three. And. 
David Robert Jones is giving alternate royals uh, the treatments to give to his son so that he can not be dying anymore. Now, what this implies, they don't say it outright, but what this implies is that Candyman abduction still happened. But in this universe, or in this timeline rather, Olivia didn't bring the kidnapper to justice. Olivia did not discover uh, the pituitary serum or anything like that. And because of that, it was said, by the way, in that episode by alternate broils that they were going to use what he was creating to sort of create a cure for the children that had been left behind and were dying as a result of what the Candyman did to them. So, that never happened. Candyman never got brought to justice, which means cure never found, which means alternate Broyles' son still dying. Christopher Broyles still dying. And so this drove alternate Broyles to a place of desperation to when David Robert Jones... Uh, showed up, offered this thing, and Alter Broyles was like, yeah, sure. And then, yada, 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 we know the rest from there. He became an agent of David Robert Jones. Glad to see he's not a shapeshifter, at least. <laughs> Glad to see at least that is the case. And that is it for this episode of Things That Are Different. <laughs> By the way, before we move on, uh, good as time as any to mention this. That scene where David Robert Jones just shows up at Alternate Broyles' house. God! That... That episode... That moment is so great. That moment is so freaking fantastic, and I love everything about it. Anyway, moving on. So, this episode starts, and uh, we're in a bad place, let's say. Alternate Lincoln just died. Folivia is very broken up about it. Uh, spends the entire episode mourning him. Spends the entire episode trying to figure out what to do without him. Because they were partners for the longest of times. And now she has to deal with him being dead and is very, very driven to bring David Robert Jones to justice over this. Much like... Lincoln was very, very early on in this season, and Lincoln has taken an interest into helping her because of that connection. And so on and so forth. And, by the way, that funeral at the beginning, that scene is devastating. That scene is absolutely devastating. That scene is... It can be hard to watch at times. It's really, really heartbreaking, and really, 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 really hits you. (laughs) It really hits hard. Uh, That moment where Lincoln's parents are standing over the grave, uh, the line, our children aren't supposed to die before we do, Uh, Folivia saying, we'll definitely bring the guy to justice, we'll do everything we can, we'll do everything we can, we'll do everything we can. Uh... Lincoln in the car, like our Lincoln in the car, hanging back, because, you know, he looks exactly like the guy who just died. Uh, Alternate Astrid in the car with him, being like, 
I, I don't like funerals. I never know what to say. I, that, that, that scene is just beautiful and heartbreaking and amazing. Which, by the way, can we take a moment to just underscore how big of a loss this is? Like, I don't think I did a good enough job of underscoring how big of a loss Alternate Lincoln is. This was the first version of Lincoln we met. Because our Lincoln, we didn't meet until, like, a season later. Like, alternate Lincoln showed up, end of season two. He had, like, recurring arc, season three. And then it wasn't until episode, I think it was 17 of season three, when our Lincoln first showed up. And then it wasn't until this season that our Lincoln was more of a regular character. So alternate Lincoln was our first introduction to Lincoln Lee, and now that character is gone. Like, that is... That's a blow. That's a blow to this universe. It really, really is. Uh, And you do kind of feel the weight of that at this funeral. You do feel the weight of this while that funeral is happening. And, of course, this drives... Folivia to find the mole in Fringe Division. Like, we gotta find the mole. We gotta find the mole. We gotta find the mole. Someone keeps tipping Jones off. Someone keeps tipping Jones off. Someone keeps tipping Jones off. And, like, she, like, kind of makes this her mission. And is, like, just sort of almost obsessed with finding the mole. Because she believes, like, that is the person responsible for bringing that sniper to them, and the sniper, of course, killed Alternate Lincoln. All of this combined with Alternate Nina's still in prison, and is absolutely convinced that Jones will save her. Spoiler alert, Jones doesn't save her. (laughs) This episode is the last time we ever see her in the entire series. Jones never comes after her. Jones never rescues her. Idiot. (laughs) And so there are, like, big interrogation moments where Folivia's sitting down with her, and the alternate Nina's like, I won't be here very long. I won't be here very long. I know Jones. He'll come for me. I won't be here very long. And Folivia's like, you're you're an idiot. <laughs> He's very clearly not coming for you. Uh, but I love that subplot. Uh, but the big hook of this episode, of course, is that there are people dying in one universe and feeling the effects in another. Like, few people will get into a plane crash in one universe and in another they will also feel the effects of the crash uh a woman will get into a taxi crash in one universe and feel the effects in another uh that sequence in the boardroom where the one ceo guy is yelling at this one dude and then suddenly like just gets lifted into the air And then slams down. And suddenly he's like all mangled as if he was in a plane crash. And simultaneously that plane crash happened on the other side. And we're kind of 
working through and figuring out, okay, how the hell did this get caused? What is going on here? Uh, they find out that, oh, by the way, I should mention, Walter, for this episode, goes across the bridge over to the other side and spends this entire episode assisting the other universe in investigating, uh, basically being the liaison to the other universe, uh, so he can investigate, like, both sets of corpses, essentially. And everything that happens there is great. Uh, there's a wonderful little subplot of Walter and Folivia bonding. Like, Walter stays over at Folivia's place. There's this great moment where Folivia makes the offer to have him stay at her place, and he's like, well, that's delightful. I'll refrain from sleeping naked. <laughs> and Olivia is just like, good to know. <laughs> that was great. They have that wonderful moment where, like, Walter finds Olivia, like, drinking over the evidence from Lincoln's murder and trying to find Mole and trying to uh, figure out a way to face Lincoln's parents and give uh, Lincoln's stuff back and all that. Uh, and then Walter just helps her out by just making eggs for her. And so it's like, the, the, the wonderful moments between Walter and Folivia in this episode. It's just, it's so pure and delightful, and I, I love those little moments. Oh, there's the great scene where Broyles wrestling with uh, whether or not to help his universe or his son, essentially. Uh, asks Walter, hey, uh, let me ask you a question. When... If that whole thing you did of uh, crossing into the other universe to save your son and destroying two worlds in the process, like, if you had the chance to do it all over again, would you? And Walter just is like, uh few months ago, I would have said no. Now that I've met my son as an adult, I honestly have no idea. It's like, that's a great, uh, amazing moment in alternate Broyles' arc throughout this episode. Uh, but, anyway, I just wanted to mention all the Walter stuff. All the Walter stuff is absolutely fantastic. But we're investigating this doppelganger both dying at the same time thing. We find out that both bodies are vibrating at the same frequency, which shouldn't happen. Uh, vibrations in two universes are different. Uh, the stuff in the other universe should be vibrating at a G. The stuff in our universe should be vibrating at a C. So, And they're both vibrating at a G. So, somehow, the body from our side that magically died from not a plane crash... somehow was synced to the body that died of a plane crash. Somehow they completely synced up and basically merged frequencies. And then when the taxi thing happens, similar thing. Uh, only this time, they're both synced in C. Because uh, the taxi happened on our universe and not the other side. Now, the prevailing theory is there's some device attached to the plane and then the taxi that synced the two bodies 
but also interfered with the plane. And that's what brought it crashing down. So the same device, the same process that allowed uh, people to basically merge frequencies with their doppelgangers, basically sync up with their doppelgangers, also brought about their deaths. And then when we investigate the taxi, because we can actually investigate the taxi and not a horribly mangled plane wreckage, we look for that device and we find it in the form of this case. That is packed with amphilocyte. Basically confirming that this was David Robert Jones. Basically confirming that this is yet another of David Robert Jones's little deals. Now, as they're investigating this, as they're looking into both this and the mole, and also, Folivia starts to grow suspicious of broils, of alternate broils, after... Walter says, like, hey, I mean, you're investigating this giant list of names. You're not really considering broils. Uh, just, uh, just a thought. <laughs> that's just, uh, I mean, that's definitely someone who should be investigated. Just saying, if for no other reason than, like, just ruling out. Uh, but then, Folivia actually does grow suspicious of him because she had this entire list of names that didn't include Broyles and none of them had had anything linking them to Jones. None of them had any, like, suspicious activity attached to them. So she starts to think, uh, process of elimination, it might be Broyles. And while this is happening, alternate Broyles is approached by David Robert Jones, given a device, and said, Hey, go to the bridge and put this inside the machine. Put this in the central control panel of the machine. Go ahead and do that. And, of course, this is very suspicious. Because, like, the, the machine is what is linking the two worlds together. The machine is what's healing the other side. And causing those amber zones to be freed up. Mm. Whatever Jones wants to do to the machine, it's not good. Whatever Jones wants to do with the machine, it can in no way be a good thing. And we get this spectacular moment. Where basically it is all but confirmed to Folivia and to Lincoln that alternate broils is the mole. Uh, He goes off the grid, he turned off his internal tracker, Uh, no one knows where he is, and then his show-me shows up at Liberty Island. So we have this great moment, Folivia and Lincoln are like running, 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 running to the bridge. And they find alternate broils with the device, with our broils. Who then confirms alternate Broyles has just turned himself in. He has turned himself in. He has confessed to everything. We know he's a mole. He's good. We got him. So his eventual decision, like, I guess, like, 
He was fine doing me small tasks, small tasks, small tasks, small tasks to save his son, but I guess tampering with a device that's literally saving his world was just a step too far. Uh, tampering with the device that's literally healing his universe was just uh, one little step over the line. And his moral compass kicked in, and he was just like, no, I'm done with this. I'm I'm done with this. I am not going to uh, follow Jones' orders anymore. I'm going to turn myself in. And so, alternate royals gets uh, put in prison alongside alternate Nina. Jones is coming for neither of them. Let me be clear. Jones doesn't care about either one. I also... Oh, crap. I, I totally forgot. I skipped over a major Broyles revelation moment. Uh, Folivia has a great moment where she goes into alternate Nina's cell and is like, We got Broyles. Even though... She still doesn't know for sure that it's Broyles. She just wants to see what Alternate Nina says. And Alternate Nina is just like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Philip is just a pawn. And just, like, confirms <laughs> that it is Broyles. So I totally skipped over that. I totally misremembered and forgot that scene. That's my bad. I'm, I'm stupid. But anyway. Alternate Broyles and Alternate Nina both in prison. This is the last we see of both of them. Jones does not come for either of them. Uh, Alternate Nina's an idiot. <laughs> Alternate Nina is stupid. Uh, <laughs> I also, by the way, really, really like the moment where Walter's, like, going back over the bridge, and his parting words to Olivia are just like, don't judge him too harshly. We don't know what we would do to save family until it happens, until we do it. Until that moment comes. Like, I know this better than most. Like, that moment is wonderful. But then we get this great ending. Where Walter calls Olivia and Peter over to the lab. And is like, hey, I know what David Robert Jones was doing. I know why uh, he put the devices on both sides. I know why he was syncing doppelgangers up. I know why he wanted to put that machine, uh, that device into the machine. So, those two incidents we encountered... Were a test. He did it on both universes to make sure he could do it. To test things out. It was an experiment. For the real event that would have kicked off. If. The device was placed inside the machine. If that device was placed inside the machine. And alternate broils did his job. Then that would have been. What he would have required to collapse both universes. He wanted to destroy both universes. Using the data from his experiments and using that device that would be placed inside the machine to do so. David Robert Jones' entire plan was to bring about not one, but two apocalypses. And that's where the episode ends. Man, I can't wait for the next episode where this plotline definitely continues. I can't wait until they 
absolutely do not cut away from this plot line for a more standalone, detached episode in a totally different part on the timeline. I can't wait for that to definitely happen and for them to definitely not uh, cut away to some other detached story because uh, the writers are definitely not assholes. They're definitely not... uh, (laughs) They're definitely not horrible enough people to do that to the viewers and to leave us hanging for for a whole episode on this huge, huge drop of information. That's definitely that's definitely not gonna happen. Wait, what's that? Uh, okay, okay. I've just been informed that literally the opposite of everything I've just said is actually what happens. <laughs> yeah, the next episode, they just say, Hey, you know this big enticing thing that wants you, that demands you watch the next episode and you really want to see paid off in the next episode? We're going to shelve that for a bit and do an episode totally detached on another point in the timeline. Uh, because we're the worst. Because we're the worst human beings. <laughs> So, yeah, there's that. Man, the next episode. I'm making jokes. Next episode's pretty great. The next episode. Get ready, because some stuff's gonna go down there. And it's gonna be... It's gonna be amazing. It's in episode 19. You know 19 uh, in this series translates to super weird... Suffice it to say it's super weird. A different kind of weird than we've talked about in episode 19's previous. But weird all the same. And man, we only have like four episodes left in this season. So yeah, there's there's some stuff that's going to go down. And it's going to be great. Anyway. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives. So you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468. And support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 19. Talk to you then.